Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is actor, author, and humorist John Hodgman. John and Dan discuss procrastination. So I'm here in wonderful Long Beach with... John Hodgman. John, and how would you describe yourself? Um, I am an accidental television personality, the contributing expert on The Daily Show, and an author of books of fake trivia and false history. So you're expert in lots of things, right? In everything except sports. Everything except sports. Uh, how did you become such an expert? Well, I very carefully avoided sports. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk to you about what I think is one of your real expertise. Okay. Which is? Lying. Procrastination. Oh, yes. That is, <laughs> it's true. How did you know? <laughs> right, right now, I'm, at, I'm here at the TED conference with you, Dan, specifically to procrastinate working on my new book. It's the most expensive and elaborate procrastination uh, project that I've entertained so far, and, uh, and it's working out very well. <laughs> so um, tell me about kind of uh, what, what causes you to procrastinate, and how are you trying to fight it? The, the requirement to do a thing causes me to procrastinate doing that thing. Okay. So if you didn't let have... Me give you a, let me give you an example. Um, the book I'm working on right now is called That Is All. It's the third and I presumably final book of fake trivia in the, in the absolute... A total compendium of complete world knowledge minus sports that I'm doing. And uh, I've known that I've wanted to write this book since I wrote my first book and had the opportunity uh, to go on and do more. Um, but I've actually been procrastinating writing it now for a couple of years. I've had very good excuses. For example? Uh, accidentally going on The Daily Show and being hired by them to be on TV and then having a, an unexpected television career um, that I felt the need to and desire to cultivate because I enjoy it very much. Um, the series of ads for Apple Computer um, kept me very busy and distracted me and frankly turned my world upside down in every possible way such that that became a pretty good excuse for not sitting down and writing a book. But, but all of those are reasonable excuses. Any kind of uh, a bit more unusual excuses that would, would not make uh, as much sense? Well, right. Every day that I sit down to write a book, I, uh, I realize that it's really, really important for me to make sure I know what's going on in the uh, newspaper comics, okay. for example. <laughs> Obviously, because yeah, that's, that's I, where you yeah, get ideas. Yeah. You, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's all research. It's all research, <laughs> that and, um, and, uh, and uh, any news about the upcoming HBO program Game of Thrones. I never to, knew there was a program like this. Yes. Yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a fantasy program based on a best-selling series of books, and I had never heard of this best-selling series of fantasy books, so once I became aware of the program, I realized I had due diligence to do and read those books, and they have now uh, they've basically taken over my life completely, because they're very compelling, and they make for great procrastination tools. Now, is this a, a thing you start because first it, thing in the morning as, as you get going? With reading Game of Thrones? Yes. <laughs> I, I almost would, but I mean, the point is that it, is, it, takes, it takes constant vigilance to fight off the distractions um, that may seem compelling or absolutely necessary or, or even just like it, it, it creates happiness in me. Isn't this worth doing mm-hmm. in order to do the thing that you are doing? And, the, and so why do you do the thing that you... Why did I set myself the task if, of writing this book if I'm spending so much energy avoiding <laughs> writing it? Well, the problem is that writing, uh, writing is the hardest thing that I do, but it's also the thing that gives me the most <clears throat> personal and, and ultimately 
well, it gives me the most personal reward, which is yeah. more important than anything else. And it's the touchstone as well of everything else that I do in my career. I would feel hollow without it. And um, so it, but, it but, is a paradox because I will spend miserable hours uh, avoiding writing during the day, especially during this period where I'm really committed to working on the book every day because it's yeah. the only way you can get a book done, as you well know. I will spend miserable hours going into a deep de- spiral of shame and depression <laughs> as I continue to look at Game of Thrones news and, and political news and everything else. Um, and then suddenly I will have to literally force my hand to the pen uh, or to the keyboard and just start writing. And it is like trying to walk underwater with, you know, with steel boots on. It's so hard. And then within seconds it becomes effortless or if not effortless then an effort that is infinitely more rewarding than the than the a major amount of effort that i've been putting putting into avoiding doing that thing so is this like kind of a energy where it's like really hard to light a match but once it's lit it's easier to continue yeah. is that a good uh, yeah, metaphor it burns out very quick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so what what have you done to try and fight procrastination the the the, the thing about it for me and i and i think that it's true for for anybody um Uh, is you have to uh, identify what the job is and then literally force yourself to begin doing it. Um, it's impossible in some ways. It feels impossible to do because if you are like me, then the state of productive working where you are actually engaging with the thing that you're afraid of, mm-hmm. right, um, is, is actually very easy. And the state of putting off the thing that you're afraid of or that makes you anxious for whatever reason takes a lot of energy and is really really hard uh-huh. um, and yet when you're in that state of procrastination you can't imagine getting to the other side um, you, you you know how many days do you get to the end of the day where it's like I didn't work on the thing I was going to work on well then tomorrow do you know what yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. Uh, very well yeah exactly <laughs> but in fact if you just move your fingers to the page or to the keyboard in the case of writing mm-hmm. and start doing it in that last hour you could have a burst of creativity that's going to be a total breakthrough and that happens almost every time I put something off until the end of the day I'm not suggesting that that's the best <laughs> way to do it probably I should start at the beginning of the yeah. day but it really is it is um, it's a situation where when you're in either state the productive working state or the procrastination state it's almost impossible to imagine the other state to yeah. to trust that you have been there before and that you can get there and when you're in the productive writing state you're like why did I spend all that time progressing this is so much easier than I thought it would be yeah. and then the next morning you wake up and it's like I can't face I can't face that thing again so uh, your wife is a high school teacher That's uh, so I'm sure you have good access to Adderall and ProVigil and stuff like that oh, I wish if you're holding Dan <laughs> please let me know okay so now you've never tried uh, this the recreational um Uh, stimulations have, for bottle, focusing I have a bottle of five hour energy drink in my bag which is becoming a dangerous addiction I have to say and I don't get any money from that company okay, um, okay so But, thank you very much well, and shall me, we shall me, we do me, okay. say one more thing on this subject wait seriously when I talk about forcing the hand it really is like you have to you have to make an, an intense mental decision or send a mental order to your hand or to your feet or whatever it is it's going to get you to the next stage And start moving the hands. This is something that I learned from the cartoonist Linda Barry, who's very uh, she's a brilliant cartoonist, but she's also a really thoughtful person about um, cultivating creativity and, and creative moments. And it never feels easy when you start. And the only thing you can do is to start imitating the protective behavior that you want to be doing later. 
uh, even if you feel like a total fraud doing it. And for her, it's you just sit down and start drawing. And, and somehow the memory muscle is, is helping exactly. kind of... You, know, you imitate uh, being a smart, creative person. Yeah. And then sometimes when you're lucky, it happens. You know, B.F. Skinner used to write 800 words the moment he get to the office. And he wouldn't do anything until then. And he would stop at the end of 800 words regardless of what happened. And right. he was incredibly yeah. productive. No, no, I know. Well, you know, I, I, and my friend... Uh, the novelist uh, and someone I admire very much, Michael Shabon, also is a 500-word-a-day limit um, and, and goal, right? And, and I, I have a 1,000-word-a-day goal. But that's, but that's because you're late on the deadline. I'm late. That's because I don't, I don't have the luxury of a of B.F. Skinner walking walk in and just do 800 words a day and then go over and pet your, the, your, head, your child's head while you keep him in a box or whatever it was B.F. Skinner was up to. Very good. So uh, shall we go straight to work and go and have lunch? No, let's go to lunch first. (laughs) Thank you. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Duke University behavioral economist Dan Ariely. Dan's latest book is The Upside of Irrationality. Learn more at predictablyirrational.com. 